the door, nothing more, got your mind made up Don't wanna fight, it's alright, but I wish you'd listen to me You hear a voice, yeah, it's noise that you're not enough I know you're scared of the past, but it don't mean you can't be free What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of The Locker Room. We've got a great show for you today with our guest, Esther Steinberg. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by Cappy, Al, and Asmin. We're just missing Maxie today. Uh, I do want to wish Asmin a happy belated birthday. I believe you turned 26. You got it right. 26. 26. Nice. And today, actually, if you're listening right now, it's my half birthday. So if you don't (laughs) message me for my half birthday, we can no longer be friends. You and my girlfriend, Court, both turned 26. Oh, my God. What's the Zodiac? Laz, that's the uh, easiest way to end our friendship, huh? Noted. Yeah, just don't text me. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've been looking for a way out for a long time. But, yeah, Aswin, let's start with you. What would you do to celebrate? Uh, It was a fun day, guys. I uh, It was on a Saturday, which is always nice because Mm -hmm. it's a built-in. Everyone's going out anyway. So I got dinner with my friends. We were watching a bunch of the college football games, like a nice sports bar place we go to to hang out. Then after that, we went down to the bars. So I did a lot of drinking. I woke up very hungover on Sunday and then watched uh, Zach Wilson throw four interceptions against the Patriots. So that was not fun. But the Saturday portion of the birthday was a lot of fun. So I guess you take where the wins, you take the wins when you could get them. Some may think that Zach Wilson was drunk on his birthday on Sunday. <laughs> it's certainly possible. I mean, some of these throws, yikes. I mean, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. There's 15 games left. You know, Belichick's defense does that to a lot of people. But mm-hmm. damn, man, screw the Patriots. It'd be nice if the Jets could just be just just win once against them. And it just hasn't. I think the Patriots have won like 11 games in a row against the Jets. It's just like it's torture. I was actually at the game. I was really I used to be a big Jet fan, but I'm kind of just more. Of a <laughs> I was, I, you know, when I worked in football, I, I, I always said uh, losing on a Saturday when we were I was actually coaching and having to go in on a Sunday, put every other loss in perspective. And so I just mm-hmm. stopped caring about the Jets and I'm. So I went to the game this weekend just to watch and, and enjoy. And, uh, man, it was some bad football on both sides on offense. I thought the defense has played okay. But, uh, yeah, it looks like both – to me, both teams have their playbooks kind of shrunk for the young quarterbacks and defense. They're going to take advantage of that. So, like like Asman said, there's no reason to panic on Zach Wilson. It's just he, he did make some really bad throws. And, and realistically, the Jets are not very good. So it doesn't matter, <laughs> it doesn't matter a whole lot to me, you know. Asmin, I feel like we both had very similar weekends celebrating birthdays. You, We had great Saturday nights, and then we both woke up for shitty fucking football games on Sunday. We ended up going to the Dolphins game, as I'm sure you saw, which was the okay. biggest joke of all time. Can um, I say this? I thought when you just said, uh, you know, we, we had similar birthdays, you know, we both had great. I thought you were going to beg. We both had great sex. I was going to beg. Well, actually, <laughs> no, I did not get laid, so I can't, I can't comment on that. But anyway, you didn't say that, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. well it was implied no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um but yeah man the, I, I watched just as shitty of a game as you guys did like the dolphins like just like the only game probably the only dolphins game i'll go to all year obviously because i'm leaving in a couple in a couple weeks or so for the season but man just embarrassing like absolutely embarrassing you know i'm not a dolphins fan i'm, I'm a giants fan but i root for them hometown like just want them to do well um but it was pathetic just an absolute horror show we left at the end of the third quarter but i will say the tailgate was great. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to the Giants-Falcons game Sunday. That should be a pathetic game. 
Well, it will be fun. They're going to put Eli yeah. in the uh, Ring of Honor, so it's yeah. going to be a sellout, and you know, the place will erupt when Eli comes out. So th- that'll be fun. But the actual football game itself will probably be horrible. Probably not great. <laughs> I mean, the Giants got to win a game. I mean, yeah. it's like they 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 got to win one of these games here, man. I mean, the Thursday night against Washington last week. I mean, that was a disaster. I mean, it's just they 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 single handedly gave the game away. It's mm. brutal. Their favorite, percent, hundred percent. And I, and I did forget to mention though, the best part about the game was. The Bills minus three and a half, which I did take. Um, and if you guys I don't know if you guys are betting as much this, uh, you know, this NFL season as Laz is, I know he's taking a little hiatus. But if you are betting, you know where to go, and that's Underdog Fantasy. And let's talk about it for a second. On Underdog Fantasy, you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app. Draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up. So you could take a free shot of the $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. $25 in bonus cash on underdog fantasy. If you use our code LACA when you make your first deposit, I personally love underdog because it's so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for this season. Remember underdogfantasy.com, the app store or Google play store. Sign up with our code LATKA, L-A-T-K-E, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. That was very smooth. Thank you. While we're on the topic of gambling, before we do transition, I, I do want to say, Cap, because I know you like have a friend who's a friend of his, but I had the Cardinals money line in a parlay on Sunday, and that field goal, the Vikings field goal kicker, Greg Joseph, Oh my god, man! That was that was a sweater. But uh, I heard you have a friend who like knows him or whatever. Well, so no, Tom, so Tom, Tom, thank you. <laughs> my best, yeah, my best friend, one of my best friends, Chris. Um, it's it was actually crazy. The weekend before that, um, I was over at his house watching the first week of football games, and his brother, Greg Joseph's brother, who was re- he was really close with, was at the house. We were watching the All Vikings right. game, watching everything. His Greg Joseph did very well that game too, mm. and. Um, We've actually tried to get him on the podcast a couple of times. I begged Chris to reach out to him. I've actually told his brother too, but he's literally the most, I guess he's the shyest Jew known to man um, mm-hmm. and doesn't do a lot of interviews. So, but Hey, we'll still work on it. But man, I didn't talk to Chris after, but oh, I can't even imagine. I'm sure he was at the house again, watching like terrible, just terrible. I, I feel for kickers, man. I mean, everybody has to feel for kickers. It's such a fucking tough position. Have you, you guys seen blue mountain state? Of course. With, uh, what's yeah. What's uh, what's the kicker's name in, in that show? I love him. Uh, Tedesco, does it? No, no, Thurm, uh, something Tedesco. I uh, so, yeah, yeah. But, but, regard, right. but regardless, they're just like goal, not just like goalies, but they all they all have their weird sass superstition and everything like that. Like, can't even imagine. Mm. He's probably like, I wonder what he did after he missed that kick. Well, I was jumping for joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure he on the other end I was, was freaking out. I was well, so just, happy. Just like the, um, I mean, the Giants, the Giants missed field goal on the, or with the penalty. Oh well, yeah, that I mean, that's just a different. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence jumping off sides. Like, oh Although, God, if you look just, at the replay, he, he didn't really wasn't no, playing. Didn't. Like, it, so that's a tough way to lose. But like, that just goes back to what we we're saying about the Giants, man. Like, whether it be that, you know, the play calling after they get the interception, the the, the NFL. So many teams lose more than teams win. Like, if you mm-hmm. just avoid mistakes, you got a great chance to win, no matter what your talent level is. That's a good point. Hundred percent. I do want to say, um, Laz is going on my buddy's podcast tomorrow, the Buzz mm-hmm. Pod, and my boy actually mentioned um like he's like oh yeah i gotta get laz on like i'm like you know laz like doesn't play hockey anymore right it's yeah like i don't know why podcast. i'm on <laughs> yeah it's a laz has no idea what the fuck he's going on but like it's more just like talk about like he he literally he's just out of he's out of guess <laughs> he can't find no, anyone no, he's, he's laz everywhere he's like oh laz just one of those guys he's everywhere everybody knows him this guy knows him that guy knows him but that leads me to my next point i'm sure everybody saw you at the uh at the quinn concert this weekend 
and yeah. doing what you did to Ellie. Tell us about that. That was a good time. See, that's that's the funny thing. You said doing what I did for Ellie. That was not for Ellie. That was for me. Like I like oh, everyone. Like yeah. I got so many replies. Like, oh my god, this is the cutest thing. You're such a good boyfriend. Because I, I had Quinn like send Ellie a message, and I was like, no, Quinn was saying we miss you because I like got to meet him, and she wasn't there because she went to go to Florida with her friends. So I was like, we'll rewind. We'll rewind. Trying, oh. How did you get to meet him? How did you how did you go about? How did this whole thing come about? And well, who's I, Quinn? I, Explain who Quinn is. Quinn 92 and Chelsea Cutler, like two of my favorite singers. Um, yeah, pro- probably my top five singers. Like for me, it's, you know, Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer, Quinn 92 is like, that's my top three. Yeah. Um, so, you know, every, like I literally, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Like I own so much merch. Like I'm just obsessed with this guy. He's awesome. He's so cool. And uh, for me, like a lot of his music, like just now with how we obtain music, like, uh, you know, we kind of grow with the artists because they have so much content and they're constantly like, interacting with fans and all that stuff so i feel like i've like kind of grown with him i started listening to him when i was a freshman in college when the song straight jacket came out and like you know the albums he's put out since then have like kind of related to my life and where i was in life at that point like he actually had an album about like mental health like the one year i was going through like a really hard time so that kind of like made me love him more but um for me like i'm just a i guess a diehard fan so he came to new york i bought a hundred dollar vip meet and greet package um, there was like 30 people. And I actually want to tell a story about a friend who I'm not gonna say his name, but a good friend of mine showed up to the meet and greet, fucking hammered, came from bounce in New York city. And like Quinn and Chelsea are talking, they're like, it's going to be a super intimate experience. Like you guys can ask us whatever you want. Like, we're so happy to do this. And we're sorry that like, you know, we can't take photos with you guys cause of COVID, but, um, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about, like, feel free. And my friend sitting two chairs down from me goes, Quinn, Quinn, I got a question. Oh, no. Like just like, you could tell he's fucking wasted. What's your kill count? And Quinn goes, what's that? Like a call of duty thing? He goes, no. How many girls have you laid? <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone like, like there's people laughing, like, but like a little uncomfortable. And like other people are laughing because like, they're like, oh my God, this kid's fucking wasted. And then Chelsea goes, dude, he's been happily married for like three years. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Quinn's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. But uh, next question. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny. And then that same friend, like later on in the meet and greet, got like he, he wanted to redeem himself so he raised his hand again and quinn was like oh god what's this gonna be and then uh he said what's your favorite adam sandler movie and he was great a question i actually love so that was that was awesome good redemption for my friend who i will not name um but yeah so totally aside from the point that you asked cap the la video i everyone was like trying to take a selfie with him a couple actually behind us got engaged the guy proposed to his girlfriend um like at the meeting which was crazy it was really cool um but then I just went up to him and instead of asking for a picture, cause he was like 10 feet behind us on the stage. I was like, Quinn, I'm a huge fan was supposed to come. My girlfriend, she ended up going to Florida cause Alabama's playing Florida this weekend. And all of her friends wanted to go. So she bailed on me. I'm here alone right now. would love to just like have you make a video to send to her to make her a little jealous. He was like, dude, I got you. <laughs> That's so awesome. What's her, what, what's her name? I said, Ellie. And then he did the whole thing. It was, it was awesome. You know, I wish I got to like spend more time with him cause that'd be really cool. But uh, hopefully in the future, but yeah, the con- dude, the concert was sick. And I don't mean to ramble on more, but another funny story from the concert. I was actually like taking a piss in the bathroom, washing my hands, like me and one other guy are in the bathroom, and he was in the stall. Forgot about this. Walks out the stall. It's like Mike Grinnell, the producer of Spitting Chicklets, um, like obviously the biggest hockey podcast in the world. And I was like, "Yo, Grinnell." He was like, "What's up, dude?" And I like introduced myself, talked for like five minutes. It was like super bizarre, just like me and him in the bathroom, just like I don't know, kind of crazy. Can I say, I think Ellie made the right decision, even though you got that video. Alabama, she totally, Florida. She totally did. Yeah. That was a sick game. I mean, Florida almost won. Yeah. It was that's an incredible choice by Ellie. I'm with Ellie on this one. But no, good no, job I'm, getting the video. 
I'm also with Ellie. Like, I, I'm allowed to be upset, though. You know, like no, no, I would have no. done. I would have done the same thing if I was her. What did she think of the video? Was she was she happy that that you did that, or what? Were, what was her take on the whole thing? Um, we actually haven't really discussed it that much. She just like replied. I didn't send it to her directly. I just like posted it on my story for her to see it, like because because she, she tailgated. So I was like, oh, she's drunk. She'll wake up. She'll see it. And she just like wrote, OMG, OMG. That's kind of all we talked about. That's all. That was it. That's all she had to say about it. That's it. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk wow. about it tomorrow. I don't know. Well, good for you, man. I will say the uh, the Chelsea Cutler and, and Quinn ninety two. They've been everywhere on like my mm-hmm. Instagram feed for a while. Like I, I like are there songs that were on the radio? Like I feel like I'm pretty in on like whatever the main music is you hear on like top 40 stations. And I never hear any of their songs, but I go on Instagram. Everyone's at this concert this past weekend. Yeah, no, I, I don't listen to the radio, but um, I know their song say next to me that came out like pretty recently. It was like, you know, a top five song or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. Just like such a good vibe, like super good people. Um, and Ty Veritas too. He was great in the, uh, the opening act. He's a cool up and coming artist who actually like my friend Henry told me that, Ty Barris, like working for Verizon a year ago and started putting music on TikTok and now he's like blown up. Pretty cool. I, I've talked enough, Aswin. What, what do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys might like this. So there was a study that was released today that the average American checks their phone 96 times per day. I'll be the first to say it. I'm way over that. I guess 96 uh-huh. times about 10 minutes at once every 10 minutes if you do that through the course of a day. I mean, I smash over 96. I, I got a problem. So maybe... Uh, I, I'm in the, uh, you know, I'm in the extreme category for this, but like, that seems kind of low. Like I look at my phone way too much. 96. That's like what I do. I do that in like an hour. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. not good. You know, what's ironic about that. Sometimes I like turn off my notifications, but then I find myself checking my phone more. I try to live on do not disturb as much as possible, but then I have an Apple watch. I still find myself like going <laughs> to text on my phone. No, like no it's point. not doing anything. Yeah. There's no point. That's so funny. You, so you literally, you have double the whatever, like, yeah, I'm addicted to technology. Yeah. It's not good, guys. I got to get off like social media. It's not good. Now, what are you way. looking at over there? Sorry, somebody's hanging <laughs> away on something in the other room. I don't want to disturb Sex. you guys. I'm nice. listening. Good call. <laughs> um, let's get into a little offend, though, boys. What, what do you think? <laughs> you good, dude? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm good. I, like I had like a hiccup like mid. Do that like, again. Yeah, do that again. <laughs> oh, wow. it's funny it's funny let's get into a little bit uh, yeah. Yeah, it. It. yeah let's yeah, it. keep that shit on there it's natural I'm um said to hear what I'm we say kind of do you guys want to change one of them because i was kind of thinking about this too so our OFM this week is going to be chinese food it originally was japanese and mexican but i feel like chinese and japanese food are very similar so i feel like we should change japanese i had the same thought but maybe we can categorize japanese and chinese together and throw in like yes. italian italian yes. and mexican yes yes i like italian italian's mm. good italian's yeah good. that Throwing Italian, so lead us off. Italian, like pizza, like because I, I mean, pizza. I think, no, I think it's anything, general, man. it's everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. Italian just, food, Chinese food. So, what are we just talking dumplings, Chinese? All right, all right. This is tough. <laughs> very hard. This is so hard. Now this is so hard. Wow. Maybe, maybe Asman just kick it off. No, he always no, has no. good breakdowns. Yeah. yeah, give it to us, Asman. This is the hardest one we've done for OFN. Let me say that. I mean, we're talking about you know every food here that I love. So the mm. thought of never being able to have one of these again pains me, but I'm going to do my best. All right. So here we go. OFN. My once would be Mexican food here. And this is coming from someone that lives now in Houston where we have the best Tex-Mex, I'd say, in the state. And you can make a case. Houston's got the best Mexican food in the country. But I just uh, I have my reason. I You know, I love Mexican food, but it's going to be my it, once. Let me let me jump in there real quick. So you're telling me. <laughs> 
that you're only going to have Chipotle once for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's Chipotle. I said, let me say that again. Chipotle. No, I, I get it. I, I So full disclosure, I didn't really think of like Chipotle in that category. Cause like, I don't know. I don't consider Chipotle like Mexican food when I get a bowl. Like I know technically it is, but I, I think that's like the definition. No, but it's, it's to me, <laughs> it's from beans and meat. I get it, but I don't like, I think of Mexican food. Like when I go out to a restaurant and you're getting like, you know, tacos and fajitas and you're getting different like plate combinations. Tacos at Chipotle, Jake, you know this. Yeah, but like no one does that. Like you just get a bowl when you go to Chipotle. I get the side tacos. I get a burrito. You get, you see, you still go burrito. I can't because I get fat with all the calories, but you get the point. But you're right. It's fine. That's why I'm going once for Mexican. My, uh, my forever. My forever's got to be Italian food because, like, I don't want to give up pizza for the rest of my life. I don't want to give up like chicken parm and veal parm and mm-hmm. veal chop and chicken franchise and all the different types of pasta. Italian food's the best, especially I'm a New York guy. Like, come on, I can't give up pizza. We got the best pizza in the world in New York, so I can't give that up. As much as I love Chipotle and I love Mexican food, I can't give that up. And then you know that leads me to my never. My never's got to be Chinese slash Japanese, which wow. stinks because I love that food. I love sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I love wonton soup. I love everything about Japanese and Chinese food, but yeah, this is the toughest OFN we've done. So decisions got to be made, and those are my decisions. I like when he goes first. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, mine's going to be easy here. I'm going to make it quick. Same as Jake. Mexican once. Love Mexican food. Nothing wrong with it, but it's just such a tough choice. Italian's got to be all day for me every day um, just because specifically, I mean, it's like when it comes to hockey too, it's like my pregame meal, like chicken parm. Like I can't like not eat pasta or I just, just not in the vocabulary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have chicken parm before you play a, a hockey game. Very common. I mean, isn't that, like, isn't that too filling if you're trying to be like, you know, I mean, usually like the, the usually like the night, but be- more oh, okay. like a night before. I thought then, like, like before the still- game, you're having like a full like chicken parm like thing. I'm I like, used to do that. Sometimes, do that? no, no, no. Sometimes do, but you got to think like um, you're digesting it before that. You're, you're eating a chicken parm at like some uh, like twelve. You know, you're not playing till seven. Um, okay, so it's like so, a it's like a lunch meal type of thing before. Yeah, like, yeah a usually, game. yeah, on game day you're eating early. It's not like a dinner or anything like that. But um, I, I get you. There's so much uh, we can talk about food. Like you talk about like, NHL guys eat like everybody's so different. Like those guys who eat like sweet potatoes and something else. It's all it's all different, but. From my standpoint, Italian, but even with you, Jake, pizza, like there's just so many the stuff that, that's with Italian food, like chicken marsala is like one of my favorite things of all time. Right. Can't not eat that. Um, but then again, Chinese food, like what am I going to do with all these Jewish holidays? Not eat Chinese food, not go to the movies. Like, come on now. Um, but you got to do what you got to do in this situation. And that's getting rid of Chinese food. So got to do Damn. it. Al, what do you got? Well, I've been going back and forth. <laughs> um, I was ready to go. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I, I need pizza in my life whenever like, I get drunk, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to stop it. I got to, I got to have my pizza and I lived outside of New York for a while. I'm glad to be back eating my New York pizza. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. totally in on that as my forever once is where it gets hard for me. Um, but uh, I think I got to go uh, be the first to s- step in and say, I'm going to go with the uh, Chinese Japanese combo. Not as much for the Chinese. I can do without that. It's just, I love, you know, Sunday sushi mm. as go to that's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a little miso for the recovery. I just oh, can't then, go wrong with that. You know, and uh, I guess no me- more Mexican, but I do love Mexican. So really, really hard. I feel I feel bad about it. So I'm still fl- I'm still flabbergasted how Asmund's not 
clarifying Chipo- chipotle and mexican food in the same context i get it and and you're <laughs> right but like don't you consider like when you go to chipotle like i don't really think i'm going there for like a gourmet mexican experience like i'm getting a burrito who's ball. talking gourmet we're not I, saying I, gourmet. I think to myself i'm in the mood for mexican let me get chipotle really? <laughs> like, i don't know i put chipotle in, a, in its own category because like I, I love it so much it kills me to do it but i'm not giving up pizza for the rest of my life just so i can have chipotle like i i, yeah. I, I just i can't do it that's yep. fair and each shot of Jake being sponsored by Chipotle is out the window once this gets posted. No, if it hasn't happened by now, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I have given single-handedly given Chipotle more business, I'd argue, than probably 99.9% of any of their customers. Like, I had it tonight for dinner. Guess what I had last night for dinner? Chipotle. Guess what I had on Sunday for dinner? Chipotle. Like, like we're recording this on a Tuesday. I bet Chipotle, let's see, I had it also on Friday as well. I bet Chipotle, like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Like I, I seriously, like they check my statements because I'm a Chipotle rewards member. Like they're gonna be like, who the <laughs> heck is this guy in Houston that goes every night? Like that'd be me. And they still haven't sponsored me by yet. So you know what? Screw you, Chipotle. I'm killing you off so I can have pizza and Italian food for the rest of my life. OFN, baby. <laughs> is it the same order every time? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Sometimes uh maybe I'll go tortilla on the side to switch it up. Yep. Maybe I'll go um vegetables with the the rice and beans on it before we get to the mm-hmm. meats. I'll try I'll occasionally switch it up, but for the most part. I'm pretty consistent, man. Bowl with brown rice, all right? Black beans, half chicken, half steak, mild pico, sour cream, corn, guac, cheese, lettuce. Boom. loaded. Loaded. Last thing on Chipotle, the queso there sucks. So you might want to reach out to the the, uh, corporate and let them know that their queso is trash because the best queso, Moe's queso, slept on. Yeah, I, I made the mistake. One of my worst takes of all time on the radio is I said when Chipotle added uh, queso, I said that's like when the Warriors signed like Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's not fair. That's what we I, all thought. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, you know, the the Chipotle queso stinks. And then they redid it, and it's still not any good. So they just – they haven't. that's the only <laughs> thing Chipotle hasn't figured out. It's like Lamar Jackson couldn't beat the Chiefs, but he was great against every other team. He finally mm. beat the Chiefs. Like, Chipotle needs to figure out once and for all how to fix their queso. Like, it can be done, but it hasn't happened yet. Cadoba, go to queso. Yeah, Cadoba's Cadoba solid. Laz, what do you got there for OFM? I actually disagree with all of you. Um, I am as much as I love Mexican, I'm gonna toss Mexican. Um, that's my never. My once would be Italian. I would have one last like really good pasta chicken, like because Italian a chicken slice. Oh yeah, no, oh. I, I I love Italian, but like Italian, you can have like one last orgasmic Italian meal. You can't like, <laughs> you can't do that. I feel like with Mexican, like it's not like in a, you know, Mexican's great to like go out, have some tacos, margaritas, but you know, for a night Agreed. out, I agree. And you have the Chipotle balance. But for me, that one set like that, like just great Italian, maybe a nice house red. Uh, I'm not a <laughs> wine guy at all. I would never order the house red. So I'm just, I'm just saying that to sound cool, but um, you know, that'd be my once. And then my forever, I can't live without like dumplings, lo mein and, and sushi. Like I, I would literally, I went to Sugarfish for the first time. And the only time I've been like three weeks ago, and I'm not kidding. I would drink ponzu sauce out of all of your butts. Like that shit is so <laughs> good. There it is. No, that shit is, it, it is. Ponzu sauce is the best thing I've ever had in my life. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is yes. that a fantasy you had, by the way, with you and Ellie? You want to drink, uh, what's it called? Ponzu sauce? Ponzu. That- Ponzu, is that what you're into? You guys are you guys yeah, experimenting I, with Ponzu sauce? I actually, I'm going to clip that, that you just said that and send to her because that's like <laughs> actually a dream of mine. The, the, I'm telling you, the Ponzu with like the fresh salmon and the, and the white rice, like it, it is so, it like melts in your mouth so good. And for me, like dumplings are my, I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I would say sushi dumplings 
and then maybe chicken parm is like my top three food. But yeah, I I can never ever kill Chinese or Japanese. To me, those are the goat. So I disagree with you guys there. But um, I hope that was a good analysis. It is well done. For anyone who has an hypothesis, literally though, that shit is incredible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so, need to try that here in Houston. Yeah. I live I live down the street from a Nobu, and I've lived here three years, and I still haven't been. I've never been to a Nobu either, but I heard they're insane. So you definitely should go. They are very good. Here's my one gripe with sushi. If you don't have a budget, great. Order whatever you want. But like for you to like get a lot at a really nice sushi place, it's so much money. And then you don't get a whole lot of food. So like yeah. if like you go to sushi, you got to like be willing to like shell out a ton of money if you want to actually feel full at the end of your meal. Just got to find a good sushi buffet. That's it. All you can eat yeah. sushi. All you got to do. But here's here's another take, though, for our OFN. The worst type of full in my mind out of the three is sushi full. Sushi full, you feel like gross and you like want to puke. Mexican full, you kind of feel like I don't know. I feel I feel like that. I feel yeah. like gross and I want to puke. No, I, I don't like- want to puke after Mexican. I want to puke after Italian. Like Italian, I'm just like heavy. Yeah, no, Italians. He- Italians by far the heaviest out of all. But not puke though. Not puke. Italians no. heavy. Mexicans the gassiest. Gassy, yes. yeah. So it's all different. So it's gassy, uh, heavy, and, and then Chinese and then is gassy though too. Though Chinese is gassy. I don't know. I think Mexicans definitely worse. All right. Well, how about this? You know, send us send us in your your thoughts. You know, yeah. What which what do you think is gassier, Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> we'll post the results and let you guys know. What's the gassiest food you could eat? <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely Chipotle. You're paying you're paying for diarrhea. Yeah, Chipotle. <laughs> we know that. Chipotle away. Yeah, going to Chipotle is like it's like if the bathroom had a had a machine you had to pay before you go. <laughs> South Park literally made the episode for it. It was perfect. Yeah, um, that's actually I, that's what I think about now. You know. Holy I'm way, submitting $15 into the bathroom. <laughs> crazy. Uh, that's funny. But I, I think we just sent it over to Esther. Uh, great interview uh, with her. We've had her husband on Noah. So it's a fun dynamic to get both sides of the marriage. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll uh, talk. No. Hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> This girl grew up in Tampa, Florida, and was bat mitzvahed at Rodef Shalom. She is a very popular actress, writer, and comedian, and the host of the very, very, very funny stand-up podcast called Stand Up Mom. Uh, we're super pumped that she's here. Welcome to the podcast, Esther Steinberg Gardenswartz. That is a mouthful. Thank you so much. Yes, I changed my last name mm-hmm. for Hollywood because it and- was originally short and cute, and I really wanted to like elongate it. Well, the joke about it being a law firm is like so spot on because Steinberg Garden Swartz, I'm pretty sure there's actually one in my town. <laughs> yeah, Garden Swartz is a real mouthful. Like it almost mm. made Steinberg look like sexy. <laughs> I like, know a lot of sexy Steinbergs. Sexy Steinbergs is a sitcom idea. I call dips on. Yeah, Ooh. that's all you. That's all you. I mean, we gave... We gave your husband, we got to give a shout out to Noah. Noah came on a couple weeks ago and we gave him a great idea for a stand up bit like the movie He Got Game. We told him Mo- Moses Shuttlesworth. So Wow. Obviously. You're already like part of the team pitching ideas. Yeah, Let's if you guys want to hire me, I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Noah Gardensworth. I didn't know what to do with the last name. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky situation that you guys never have to deal with. 
I kind of have a tricky last name too. You kind of could, maybe you could hype it <laughs> in mine too. Kappelmaster. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tricky. That's okay though. That's yeah. It definitely comes with some character of forever being the person who's like, you're spelling that wrong. Oh, it's this, not that. Like you mm -hmm. were constantly just living the burden of correcting the spelling or yeah. And then you get, and then what ends up is you end up with character and everyone else with their cute names. There's no character in sight. No. They've got nothing. Definitely not. Are you, uh, are you in LA right now? I am in LA. I won the New York LA fight in my relationship. Uh -huh. But you're, but neither of you are from New York or LA. So that's super interesting too. Cause I know you're from Tampa and he's from Denver. So yeah. how'd you guys end up in New York versus LA? Like why not even Chicago? I mean, Chicago, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and be honest. It's mm -hmm. too cold. Yeah. Fair enough. And if they could just change the temperature, then I would totally consider it as a place to reside. But right for right now, it is the thermostat is a little, a little wacky for me. I get cold. So I'm from Florida. I went to school in New York. I went to NYU, <laughs> and I, I um, majored in drama, and I was doing comedy in New York. So to me, New York was like the absolute coolest, best place in the world. And then after, and then I realized LA existed and then I was mm -hmm. like, I'm out of here. But I think, I think it was good to grind in New York and be a New Yorker and an artist in New York. Like, I think that's, that's part, I feel like that's a very important part of the journey. You don't just show up to New, to LA like, Hey, I don't, I've never done comedy before, but please put me on your shows. Like, I think that's probably not the best move. So I'm from I'm from Florida, um, like Fort Lauderdale area, though, not I mean, like three and a half hours away, not too bad. But I go to Tampa quite frequently if I can. Um, I'm kind of curious how like the comedy scene is in the Tampa area. Like, I mean, obviously, compared to New York and L.A., like we know. But I mean, growing up there, was it was it popular? Was it big? It's interesting because I think in like the 90s, the boom of comedy really Florida was the hot spot for comedy and they had like clubs all over. And now it's just, I think three clubs, the Tampa improv, which just books comedians that are on the road and the same with side splitters. So it's not a scene because you're just hiring whoever from New York that's in town to do a weekend. And so you're not cultivating comedy. And of course the worst thing ever is when a city says, it's a small city has two comedy clubs and they go, if you're going to do comedy, you either do it at this club or the other club, <laughs> but you're not allowed. Like one of the club owners decides that. And it's like, that's not affecting your business. There's an open micer who's doing no harm by going to another club to work on their jokes. And it's so crazy. So many cities are like, I'll talk to like young comedians and they're like, yeah, I'm not allowed to do the improv, only one. <laughs> and I'm like, that sucks. That's so dumb. And I think that that prevents a scene because I how am I? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I completely agree. I, but have you been back to Tampa at all? I feel like you probably have like a GPS system on yourself. Like all these clubs, <laughs> like right when you like immediately arrive in Tampa, they're like, oh, we got to get you in. Even if like you're on vacation, you know what I mean? It sucks because it's the opposite because oh, okay. I don't know. Bridges. If <laughs> not exactly but uh -huh. i don't they say i forgot who said this but it's like an old quote of like your hometown 
is the last place to let you headline. And it's this weird thing of they see you as this young, up-and-coming, shitty comedian. And I think that, like, I can go to San Francisco and do, like, this the nicest club there and go to Denver and do comedy works and go to all these places and feel like I'm headlining, I'm superstar, I'm Esther, I'm comedian. And then I go to Tampa and I, like, turn into this little girl who's like, hi, can I please get five minutes? If not, that's okay. But, like, mm. is there any way? And it's just, like... Plus, they used to do, like, a pretty hard rule of, like, no women unless it was, like, April Macy, like, a big headliner. Really? Wow. Yeah, because I used to work at the comedy club in Side Splitters when I was a kid, like, 18, 17, 18 years old. And I got a job there, and I sold the tickets at the door. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, trying to get up all the time, and I would see like so many different comedians come in and out. And then, you know, there was some women, but then when I got older, I was like, yeah, I want to perform there. And the old owner was like, no, no, not. Then they were like flat out like no women. And, and that's yeah. what's crazy about Tampa yeah. is that they were just so comfortable saying no women, like at least sugarcoat it, <laughs> at least be like, there's no room on the lineup. We've got 16 white guys. Like mm -hmm. they didn't even try. And I was like, damn, everywhere else is a cakewalk compared to Tampa. Tampa is mm -hmm. the most difficult place for me. That's surprising. But um, Johnny kind of got me thinking, talking about burning bridges. And I was able to like, obviously stock your Instagram, your YouTube, like some of your shows. And like, I love how like, just you don't give a fuck what you say. Like you curse, you swear, you don't care. I feel like with like that personality and that persona you have, you had to have burned so many, like piss people off, burn some bridges down the road. It's gotta be like hard, no? That's a good question if I burn bridges. But the thing is, what I do on stage or like, I don't care, I'll talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. If you pay very close attention, I don't make fun of anyone. Yeah, it's not I controversial. No, no, I, not controversial. But even then, when I'm off stage, I try not to ruffle any feathers because I feel like stand-up's got like every variety of mental illness mm -hmm. and I'm literally not trying to get involved with mentally ill people and their insecurities and all their baggage and all their shit and I'm just like I walk on eggshells sometimes around mm -hmm. comedians because I think I have like family members that have mental illness and I've kind of figured out ways to like tiptoe around crazy people I do think that most comedians are mentally ill am I crazy for saying that I think most people. <laughs> no, the, uh, the I'm insane. I'm insane too. Everyone's insane in their own way. It's some delicate yeah. egos too. The ego yeah. in is also really extreme. But I think I must have, I must have pissed off a couple of people. There was there was a handful of men in the beginning of my career that wanted to tell me that I was like. I don't know what it was. I guess they were like putting me down and being like, oh, you slept with this person or like you only got that spot because you sucked his dick. And it, was like a, <laughs> it was a person that I was like, I'm not going to suck this person's dick. But then what do I do? Like stop what I'm doing and be like, you know, I will never suck this guy's dick. Like you just said out loud, I suck this person's dick for whatever. And I'm just going to walk away. Like, what can mm. you do? Can you just stand on your soapbox and scream like, I'm innocent. And even if I did suck his dick, 
fuck you. Like, <laughs> I almost, like, that's kind of where I come from these days of just like, but yeah, it, it, a lot is, a lot changes, unfortunately, when I became married. And the reason I say unfortunately is because it's not like one day I woke up and everyone just found it in their hearts to like respect me. Mm-hmm. I got married to a person that they're like, oh, I got to respect her because she's married to someone and I can't, I can't be creepy to Esther anymore. Um, I wish that it was like I got married way after people were like <laughs> respectful and then I could be like, that has nothing to do with Noah. But unfortunately, I will say advice to women, if you want men to respect you, marry one. How shitty is that? I, I mean, I, I I don't know if I can like relate, but burn your bra right yeah. now. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that kind of that story kind of reminded me. Have you seen the movie Get Hard with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell? No. Oh, you gotta see it. It's so funny. I'm watching it tonight. Go on. Yeah, you have to. Well, there's a scene where like, okay, so the premise of the movie is Will Ferrell's like going to jail and Kevin Hart's like teaching him how to survive in jail. So yeah. Kevin, there's a scene where Kevin Hart like tells him he's just got to suck a dick for the first time. Uh-huh. And Will Ferrell's like in the bathroom with this guy and he's like, are you going to do it or not? And he's like, it's karaoke. Just like get up there and sing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, I don't know. That story kind of reminded me of that scene. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Will Ferrell makes that feel light and funny yeah. and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wish that I was Will Ferrell in this situation <laughs> where I'm like, okay, Will. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was Will Ferrell in every aspect of life. <laughs> but I know. He's very good. I actually want to talk about just like touring and and performing live in general because I know that you were performing in like a drive-in setting, which is kind of sick, but also probably a little annoying for you when you like, you know, have a joke that hits and people are just like honking their horn. Like that's got (laughs) to be a fucking headache, no? Like how how happy are you now that like the world's back kind of? Uh, The world is back. Mm -hmm. Yay, kind of. (laughs) I was like the new norm Mm -hmm. and you know, it feels good, but I also feel so naughty. Like I was about to post a clip of me doing comedy recently and I'm like, no one's masked. I'm yelling into a microphone with no mask. I'm talking to this big audience. I don't remember if it was like a vaccine only, but like I'm now self-conscious. Like, I don't know if I want to post this clip and show everyone what a bad girl I am. (laughs) I'm I'm so naughty. (laughs) Like, how dare I perform comedy without a mask? Like, what a slut. Like, this is (laughs) bad. I it's kind of naughty i can't help it though i'm i'm a badass motherfucker and so no i i just like had to perform comedy and then i guess we could have all gotten COVID, but i didn't do the meet and greet so that was the difference i usually like try to be like thanks for coming to the show and like a girl's like i want a picture and i'm like yeah and i love being like hanging out let's get a picture tag me like i'm all i'm all into that but no in denver i mean in um dallas like i did the show and then i ran back in the Mm. room and just like was like leave me alone don't talk to me but the drive-in was crazy because the audio engineers that worked on the special that i did it was a drive-in so it was all these cars and then they put microphones in a number of cars and then projected that yeah and then they projected that noise the laughter onto the stage and they also collected it for um for editing so you hear laughter 
mm-hmm. like legit car honk, yeah. laughter. Like I could hear what was going on in people's cars. And and afterwards, I felt really good about the special. And I ran up to the audio guys with a mask on, mm-hmm. and I was like. <laughs> I was like, you guys are the shit. I could hear the laughs coming. I could hear people in their cars. And so it actually felt intimate. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Anyone have sex in the car during the show? (laughs) No, but so many dogs were in the car that I was like, am I a dog comic? Like, is this my thing? And there was one person who made eye contact with me while he was hitting a a bong. (laughs) And That's I kind of felt really good about that. I was like, um, for for millions of years, mm-hmm. we've been watching stand up where people are drink drinking yeah. alcohol, and it's like it's time that we watch stand up where people are just hitting bongs in a car with their dogs next to them. Yeah. And that's really where my work comes in. You're a pioneer. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never thought coming out of the the you know the pandemic that you would just become a dog comic. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, now I would like to do more because I'm like, well, I, I mean, the the drive-in special was great because mm-hmm. I was worried. I was pregnant. And we were supposed to film it pregnant. We, as in like, I called my manager and I was like, I'm pregnant and I want to do a special because that's what you do. Uh-huh. Every you pregnant re- woman wants that. <laughs> you register for, for bibs and burp cloths and then you get to film a comedy special. Rules mm-hmm. are rules. And so I was so pumped. And then um, it was supposed to be in April. I was due in May. And then the special ended up being in July. I was still due in May, though. Mm -hmm. So I was six weeks postpartum. And there was like a moment right before I flew to LA. I was like crying and talking to Noah, my husband. And I was like, it should be illegal for someone six weeks postpartum to be filmed. And I was like, <laughs> I was so mad at how I looked because I just like was so, I don't know. I, I was like get right after I had a baby and I just looked mm. like shit. And I was like, you know what? The good news about comedy is that you can look like shit and still be funny. Yeah. And I can give you some examples. <laughs> you tell. <laughs> I don't know. Louis C.K.'s never looked all that great on stage. Mm-hmm. I, I think Pete Davidson's one too. He always makes fun of his appearance on stage. Making fun of your appearance feels so funny to me because unless you are legit, there's like something wrong or whatever. But mm. I feel like some people actively dress ridiculous and go, I'm dressed ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. they play the part. Yeah, well, who dressed you? Yeah. Well, speaking I of should that, do that. No, no, speaking of that, it's funny you say there was a I don't know who the lady is. Um she opened one of the ladies that opened for Joe Rogan I saw um last month. Um she was absolutely hilarious. She was probably in her I would say maybe late 50s, early 60s, but she was hyping herself up so hard on the stage and though everybody was loving it. And it's like shit like that. It's like okay, I was like this is like this girl kind of like I kind of like this girl, you know? That's nice. And she was it appearance or just like I'm the I'm the best. I'm the best. It was everything. It was her whole persona. And she knew like she was all you know older. Like she wasn't, you know, rocking her shit, but she fucking like she flaunted it on the stage. Like she knew like, there, like, she, you, you know, know like, self-deprecation's out, like hu- hu- <laughs> humble <laughs> boasting. No, just owning it. I don't know what it is. But I do think it's funny when people dress like shit and they're like, I look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> what you did that to you 
I actually want to dive deeper into the special a little bit too, and just kind of ask you, cause we, uh, you know, we love comedy, but we don't know like what goes into it. So just for you, like the preparation, like going into a special versus preparing for like a typical show, like is, is the, is the anxiety just like insanely high for a special? Cause you know, it's being filmed and you know, it's being, you know, posted out for the entire world to see yeah. like, as opposed to the private, intimate, typical show. Yeah, and like I don't get that much anxiety as a mm -hmm. person. And right before a show, if it's not, a, it's like unless I'm trying to flex in front of a booker who someone's never seen me before, mm -hmm. they book this thing and I really need to show off. That's one thing. But I'd say 99% of the time that I get on stage, I try to have fun yeah. and I don't get too much anxiety because I'm like, I'm working out my shit and like, we'll figure it out. And I make them laugh. And worst case scenario, I tell an old joke. Like that's literally the worst thing that could happen to me is that I freeze. I don't know what to say. I blank on whatever new material is happening. And I tell like an old trusty joke. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's probably good advice. If you are so scared about doing new material, always have like an ace in your back pocket for everything um, yeah it's like your pitch it's like you're a pitcher you gotta have you have your one pitch right yeah i mean like just talk about your pussy if all <laughs> fails do your pussy bit um so i have that but <laughs> wait i want i want to touch on that because i know you haven't listened to our episode with noah yet and i don't want to ruin it but there was i i, I kind of just want to no, say no, it because i think no, it's, it's so funny like we asked him about you know obviously raising a son with two comedians like you know he's going to get to the age one day where he listens to you know mom and dad's bits and we asked him like what he's going to think of dads and then uh he said no was like well he's going to turn on his mom's bit one day and learn a lot about her pussy <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny i was like as we all do at some point yeah. this poor kid i'm just i don't even know how i'm gonna deal with that i'll be like it's not for you <laughs> i will deal with him the way i deal with jews in their late 60s i'll be like if you watch this mm -hmm. fine but i'm telling you right now it's not for you yeah it ain't for you mm -hmm. it's like some people don't i mean maybe old jews like they can i'm cert certain that they can watch but i'm mainly talking about my in-laws where i'm like if you watch it, yeah, this is at your own discretion. There's no unseeing it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really for you. I mean, sure, <laughs> but don't watch it if you have to. I actually watched my special with my in-laws, and they were like, "There was one joke that we wanted to skip." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was that was when I rub my belly and I say, "I keep making jokes about my pregnancy." I got a Jew in the oven. Yeah, that's 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 tough for sure. Yeah. And then I rub my belly, and it's funny. That, but, that, that is that is. Good. But I also understand that it's not funny. Yeah. No, but, but I kept. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'm not here. If there's people like I know, there's relatives and the trauma of the Holocaust, and and if you're game to make some laughs and and make it like laugh, then you might like my stuff but i also try to again i'm trying to do it in sort of a respectful way mm -hmm. anything anything you say like even that joke compared to compared to this one guy that i heard most recently i'm, I'm going back to the, the joe rogan i don't know what his name was who opened for him this guy immediately <laughs> was it, it was tony like two, oh my goodness i don't know he whatever kind of, don't worry about whatever, it blondish hair but he was the most gutless person i've ever heard in my entire life it was insane but like it was it was funny but then there was like he mentioned the um 
the Miami, the building in Miami. And uh, he's in Florida. Too soon. You mentioned a joke about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, too soon. Ah. But that's a little off topic. I kind of want to um, talk about that. I know, I know, I know. Um, oh, no, sorry. What, what? What's up? What's up? What's up? No, I'm just, was that Ari Shafir? Oh, I don't think so. Because he has a whole damn bit about those, the Florida thing. But yeah, I, I honestly am not trying to ever upset anyone with sensitive jokes. I try to do like any Holocaust joke I do is is a i'm a jew i can make this joke and b i'm not saying like i remember growing up and hearing holocaust jokes from Mm. not jewish people and it was mean and it was awful and i was someone who learned so much about the holocaust because i had such a strong jewish education and i went to I like did different programs and I felt like it was nonstop since I was like five years old learning about this event and how scary it was and how awful it was and like don't let it happen again and that's where it comes from is a girl who was just like imagine a little kid with a blank slate and they're like okay let's fill her head fill her whole brain with this emotional trauma of a a you know, generation of Jews that were basically wiped out and exterminated and it was horrible. And now I'm just living and breathing and I have to some, the, the, my trauma was learning about the trauma. Yeah. No. It's not fun to be five years old and watch Schindler's List in your grandparents' house with no one around. I've honestly never seen it. I have a joke about it that I don't like Holocaust movies because you can't criticize it the way you would a normal movie. Mm-hmm. And you can't be like, oh my God, that movie was so predictable. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to take the time to sit down and watch it because I mean, like, obviously, that's like the most legendary it's movie ever. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's definitely, it's definitely really, really, really uh, fucked. But Esther, I want to talk about... I, I <laughs> away from the Holocaust. But, uh, yeah. We're going to come back. Let's just go away for a second. We'll come back to the Holocaust. You mentioned before, like, uh, practicing your material and stuff like that. And I'm sure having Noah, obviously, as your partner now, has to benefit, like, you guys bouncing back off your material before you use it and stuff like that. So how has that been? Like, I'm sure. he, My husband is my open mic. He just doesn't know it. Mm -hmm. Poor guy is always, like hearing the ideas of the jokes my dad used to do comedy in the 80s and 90s and more and he is not very funny but sometimes (laughs) i'll call him on the phone and he'll be like you got any new jokes and i'm like if you you know i'm not going to open mics a lot these days so it is noah and my dad sometimes my sister but i i i practiced to get ready for the show usually and i had to explain this to people around me that are not comedians and i'm like when someone gets ready for a special they go and do a tour a hundred cities or 50 cities and they run it over and over again in all these different cities that's how you do it and then the last city is this place where you film your special Mm -hmm. i was on full lockdown quarantine it was july of 2020 i just had a baby I had not basically it wasn't allowed to leave my apartment whatsoever. I'm in New York and I had to get ready for a special. And so luckily I had I had Noah, but that's it. And I typed out my set and memorized it like it was a monologue, which I don't usually do, but I felt like I had to. And then I set up five different Zoom shows because I was doing a bunch of Zoom comedy shows. And the only way for me to run an hour is zoom and so as annoying as zoom comedy was that sucks i also feel grateful that like at least we had zoom Mm -hmm. 
And I don't hate Zoom comedy. I mean, it's not as good as real comedy, but I secretly like it because I like doing comedy without my shoes on and five feet from my kid. Like, I secretly like it because it's very convenient. But it's also it's a zoom nightmare. yeah it's just zoom i mean zoom's great like you said zoom's great but zoom also sucks but it's i great. that's how i rehearsed was five zoom shows and mm -hmm. if i can do it six weeks postpartum rehearsing on a zoom show i'm like it's one of those things where um i i wanted to make lots of excuses and be like how am i supposed to do this like i can't But then there's like, you just use, you use every skill you have in front of you. You have a computer, type out your set. You have a husband, rehearse it to a crying, screaming, newborn child. Just figure that out. I think there's no rules with stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Get a there's dog no... rehearsing to your dog. Yeah. And the bong. Yeah. <laughs> have someone come over and smoke weed and practice with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then it went, it, it, there was one joke on the special that I didn't write. I didn't rehearse. I didn't practice. I didn't even know what it was, but it was about like drinking my own breast milk on the plane. And when I landed, I was like, that's kind of funny. The whole story was funny yeah. to me. And so when I got there, I told the director, Brian Volkweiss, I was like, I have this idea, but I don't know. And I was like, it's kind of funny. And he was like, do it, talk about it. And then if it bombs, we'll cut, cut it. it. Yeah. It was my favorite joke on the special was drinking my own breast milk. And just to <laughs> confirm, you actually didn't do it though, right? No, of course I did. I was oh, you did. starving. You did. There was the food at J JFK had not a single restaurant open uh -huh. and there was no food on the airplane. And so <laughs> I was like, and hungry and that's a six hour flight with no food whatsoever yeah, and i was making food inside of my boobs <laughs> you should have a cooking show <laughs> i know and i was like that's so funny cooking with breast milk esther steinberg uh -huh. but i didn't plan on segment. it and then once i had a little bit i couldn't stop yeah did you put alcohol in it no i i wasn't allowed to i wasn't really you're not really allowed to drink alcohol if you're breastfeeding because they think that uh, it'll get the kid wasted mm -hmm. but during his bris they were like give him alcohol i'm like wait what that's because you're getting your penis yeah though. he's cutting your you're cutting the piece <laughs> off you gotta be a little drunk <laughs> you gotta be hammered for that i, don't I couldn't believe at eight days old he has to get drunk and has his penis trimmed it sounds like honestly it, it sounds way better than being sober and getting your penis trimmed <laughs> i couldn't believe how much i was feeding him alcohol they were also like <laughs> just they said to take a little bit of it on the cloth but uh, i felt i was feeling so bad i'm such an empath that i was like drenching it in there and i put i put molly in it too and i was just like <laughs> what was it casamigos what else do we got yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. just so sad i'm like okay today's the day we sniff your penis like that has to hurt yeah that's i mean i don't, I don't remember but i can't imagine <laughs> yeah. that being any fun <laughs> um esther esther we uh we have a little segment on this podcast we love to do called the matzo, 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 matzo but before we do matzo. get into that um i remember we were talking it just this just popped in my head about like how your son's gonna be like how you're gonna introduce your son to all your shit and like when he sees it and stuff like that but like at least you're not like an actress who's done like you know like sex scenes in movies and stuff like that like imagine like having to do that and then your kid turns on the movie and sees that shit like that's 10 times worse than than what you're gonna have to do yeah my question is if 
let's just say there was a sex scene. Would it be worse if it was your mom's or would it be worse if you're a mom and it's your son's sex scene? Probably worse if it's your mom's because if other kids see it, then you get like picked on. So it's about other kids picking on you? <laughs> I think, I, no, I, I actually think it is because it makes it, I feel like it makes it 10 times worse. Like, like if, if, if it's your son watching you, you can like explain to him that it's just acting and stuff. But like, if it's him watching you, like, other people you know, are going to see that too. shouldn't watch it. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm just going to be like, yeah. these are mommy's adult jokes and please don't listen to them. And if you do... Just laugh. <laughs> how do you think this roof was paid for over your head? This is jokes. Mm -hmm. See these walls? That was paid for by jokes. Mm -hmm. The electricity, the lights are on. Set up, yeah. punch. Jokes. <laughs> but I think that I hope he'll be cool and not a fucking loser <laughs> i imagine he will not like mom i hate your jokes like let's hope he thinks i'm so funny i do wonder like joan rivers daughter being like is she like oh my god my mom's so embarrassing or is she like my mom's hilarious yeah. well growing up with i'm certain that like i'm sure he'll be fine seinfeld's kids probably think he's not funny <laughs> like there's no way that like famous comedians kids are like that's that's i think that <laughs> probably like, dad shut the fuck up yeah chappelle's son really likes kevin hart or something like that right? like i think dave chappelle like wanted to go see kevin hart because his son was a huge fan mm -hmm. like that's funny to me too if my son is just like not, just a, fan. A, <laughs> not a fan he loves yeah. comedy but like not really a fan of me but yeah. like others loves noah's work but hates yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would hurt really badly but i tried i've tried to do some funny videos with him i know that people get nervous about their kids on instagram yeah. and that they do is they put a creepy emoji over their baby's face mm -hmm. oh my god well the baby doesn't really give consent <laughs> i didn't grow up with consent, yeah. so yeah <laughs> All right, well, I'm just joking. I'm no, just joking. It got so dark. You guys were like, oh, fuck. No, no. no, you've been fucking with us since the start. You, you told yeah, me you were in a garage when we first hopped on. So I'm getting a sense. Background. We love it. All right, let's, let's, let's dive into Matzo Ball Minute. Um, it's more like Matzo Ball 5 Minute, so bear with it. Um, so if you and Noah had a Freaky Friday day where you switched bodies, what would you do as him and what do you think he would do as you? Oh my God, that's a good question. What would I do as him? I think that I would enjoy like intimidating people with my size. I'd like go up to them and be like, hey, chump, and like start <laughs> <Yeah>. fighting. <laughs> I, I would be a bully if I, no. Uh -huh. I would love to go and do my act in Noah's body. I've always felt like he's got a good body for stand up and a mm -hmm. good voice. He's like, hey guys, what's up? And I'm always like, hey. Oh, and I like play with my voice, and uh, Noah's just like one note the whole time. But for some reason, people follow along. I'm like, you gotta yeah. switch it up. I would love to perform as Noah Gardens, where it's like, hey guys. <laughs> so, what would he do as you? Uh, he would probably be his like monotone self. He would literally not do anything. He'd be like whatever, and be like in sports. He would not. He would just wear basketball shorts. Yeah. and you know be a guy which i have to continuously be like it takes me longer to get ready fair always what is your favorite bit that didn't really hit the way you wanted it to with it crowd oh hold on that's a good one um probably <laughs> i mean 
I have a joke that like I don't it doesn't do very well, but I was like, listen, I don't want I don't want to do comedy in front of my kid because mm -hmm. I'm I don't want him stealing my material. And like that's just like uh it's not that funny. <laughs> and then there's another joke that I just wrote. Uh, it's like, uh, we're gonna try again for another kid because Noah got his son and we're gonna keep trying until I get my gay son. <laughs> And I, I just think it's so brilliant. And I'm like, ah. mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. Oh, thank you. See? It's hard. It, it, it's got to be so. I mean, like, obviously, I'm not a comedian, like, not even close. But like, the amount of times you think something, like, you think something's funny yourself, and like, other people are like, that's not funny at all. Yeah. Noah's very honest, and will be like, that's not funny at all. Or he'll be like, it has legs. It's good, it's and I'll legs. do the same. <laughs> I, love, I, I love that saying that it's got legs. I love that saying. It's great. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of code sayings or like, I'll say so. He's like, I think we can beat that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. And anyone listening would be like, who are you beating? And I'm like, <laughs> the, the joke, you have to beat the joke. Mm -hmm. I like it. A lot of comedy talk, a lot of inside baseball, but, but no baseball. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's another one. My dad gives me, this is it. My dad gives me advice all the time by using sports analogies and it's so annoying because i don't know Relate, or yeah. care about sports no offense mm. to anyone who's obsessed with the rangers but um <laughs> i'm i'm not trying to be mean but this analogy is not resonating and he'll be like oh it's like when the pitcher strikes out and there's bases are loaded and i'm like i'm <laughs> talking about my miscarriage <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that relates either. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, the sports. Oh, yeah. I ha I want to do an hour on how much I don't like sports and dogs, but then I'll just be like burnt alive. No, I would love to listen to that, honestly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I respect everyone's opinion. Like, I don't care if you like or hate sports. I'm not gonna like fucking argue with somebody about it. I would love to. I'm hear shocked. No, I'm shocked that sports is is a successful business like if you pitched it to me no if sports didn't exist and you're like okay i've got an idea really strong guys i'm like who's gonna watch this women is it for women they know really really strong guys i'm like okay so you want women to sit down what they're doing and watch strong guys kick balls into holes is it supposed to be sexual and you're like <laughs> no 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 guys are gonna want to watch it and, I'm and like, it's still sexual for guys why do they care where are these guys are they from the cities that they're from no never that i don't get how can you call a team miami if no one's from miami we could do a separate podcast about sports honestly we could do a whole three hour thing because I, I sandy Koufax. what about sandy Kofax, bring what about it him? all in he didn't play on yom kippur and that's great he that's the only sports player that i like that's fair <laughs> for that specific reason that's fair gotta um, respect that Esther, we got one more for you on the matzo ball minute. And this is kind of not as funny as the other ones, but what is <laughs> your favorite moment as a new mother? Oh, oh my gosh. You can make I it funny. If you want, but... My favorite moment as a new mom is just crazy. But if I make him food, that's like I worked really hard on and then I watch him like devour it. <laughs> There is a chemical reaction that happens in a Jewish mother's brain and body. 
seeing their like baby eat the food that they made is like it like fills you up to the brim with like joy it's 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 like doing mushrooms and molly at the same time <laughs> just watching your kid eat soup that you spent three hours making mm -hmm. the best feeling i've never felt these feelings watching someone eat i thought was a fetish like a sex fetish <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think it's so unattractive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter because once you have a baby, you're like, take some nourishment. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's He's... even from like, a from like a relationship standpoint. I feel like we've talked about that in the past. Like, or like when we were on like the, the podcast, we met at Acme. Like I, mm -hmm. like, I like when my girlfriend is like satisfied, not just sexually, but from like, I didn't want her to fucking like, if we're at the dinner, I'm like, all right, I want like, get whatever you want, like eat, like, fill up like get, get yourself filled up like i'm not like watching her like sure you know what i mean like from like that sounds like similar it's different when it's your baby because you are growing this you know like it's mm. a little tiny plant and you want it to become a big tree and you're watching it grow and like you want it to be you know i want him to like be big and strong so to me that's nutrition and eating mm. but my well i kind of wonder what it's like to be a boy with a mom because i'm a girl with a mom but it's like are, am i just going to automatically have a mama's boy uh, i mean you'd hope so we're both mama's boys i think i so. think um yeah mama's uh, boys is cool yeah we're i'm a mama's boy i think like they're more prone in jewish families to be honest with you i think so too but it's also like how can you not be a mama's boy and a mama's girl like i don't even i don't get it but now i'm like really locked into like mm -hmm this kid that I'm like all over. I can already feel like I'm suffocating him. And I'm wondering if I'm going to make the perfect like mama's boy, if he's going to be like Drake and say like, I only love my bed and my mama. Mm -hmm. Like, is he, do I need to give him like that back off space? It's a good name for a segment though. Comedy, comedy special mama's boy. Mama's boy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like want to make out with his neck. He has like, <laughs> he has rolls in his neck and rolls in, his arm and i just want to like gobble him up like it's corn on the cob but you know with babies you can't yeah. eat them or you can't really even control what they're doing mm -hmm. I, I he gets so mad when i like suffocate him <laughs> do you did you do you guys feel suffocated by your moms growing up at times yeah. for sure that's why i left when i was 15 years for old. for sure yeah just... at times really well I left is it just like well, I want to learn how to be a better mom and like learn. I need to learn how to back off. I think you learn as you go. Grow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently you don't learn. I mean, we should have never any met someone who's like, we shouldn't be giving parenting advice. I don't know why you're asking us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are mama's boys, so I That's need true. the advice. That's true. Yeah. But we yeah. are not fit to be parents anytime soon. <laughs> you never know. You could have a kid out there right now. I sure hope not. Like Drake. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so fun. It is really a fun thing. For sure. Um, Esther, that's going to wrap up Matzo Ball Minute. So Esther, we have one final question for you just to wrap things up. I know you like to, you know, put Judaism and, and kind of like, you know, be a Jewish character in your, in your standup. So just for you, like growing up Jewish and, and obviously, you know, the career path you chose, how has being Jewish impa impacted you to where you are now in your career? Well, the first thing that came to mind was that I was slightly picked on for being Jewish in moments of my life. I don't mm. know if you guys can relate yeah, where definitely. it was just like a high school moment or middle school moment where 
it was like guys were making fun of me or guys, uh, some guys were making fun of a guy that was dating me because I was Jewish and what it did, luckily I had the right tools in front of me and the right people around me, like my family, education, camp. And mm. I had such a strong Jewish identity that it actually pushed me to stand up for myself, to feel proud of who I was, even though some people don't like me for it or they think they can make fun of me for it but it just made me want to come back with the punches mm -hmm. i think it made me like judaism is one of the reasons like again it like gave me character and it gave me something to stand for and it also made me have a backbone because otherwise what else was i gonna get him picked on for but i just it also made me realize how fucked up people are really yeah. early on to be like oh you hate me because i'm jewish what what did i do to you oh you're just gonna make fun of me and ask me where my horns are like you kind of are like i'm gonna be better than you then and i'm gonna be funnier than you and i'm gonna stand up to you and i think that without judaism oh boy how boring and normal would that be mm -hmm. and so i almost have judaism to thank for like my sense of humor and my and a lot of sense of self comes from judaism like i just decided i think at a young age that i was going to fully accept my jewish identity and just go double down and it's almost a joke like that my name is esther steinberg garden swords at this point <laughs> and then my son's name is moses i'm uh -huh. just like if you don't like me like run because yeah. it's only going to get described the ecstasy of watching my son eat food so i think i'm like at a point of no return so i have judaism to think for like i'd say my my like real backbone yeah no that was one of the best answers we've had i think honestly this is like our 89th episode Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. No, Did you hear that Noah? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I'm trying to think of what Noah said. I mean, we did it like a month ago, but Noah weirdly gives answers. Like he's at a press conference. No, like he, was he's, great. he was great. He's like an athlete at a press conference where he just like always says the right thing. And I mm. always put my fucking foot in my mouth. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that Jews should be allowed to get an abortion. He's like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I was kidding. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I could already, yeah. I already, I'm already picturing like I could see like, and I was gonna, we're running out of time, but I was gonna ask you guys like, have you guys done like mashups and like, are you gonna do like some stuff together in the future? Because like I could literally picture, and I don't know if you've seen like Key and Peele skits where like, um, they've done like the Obama and then like his like hype man in the background. I love I that. See, like, I could see like Noah as like literally at like a press conference and like him like saying something and then you behind him like how he actually feels like screaming up behind him. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it was sports related, Noah would be into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, this was amazing. I mean, we're so happy you came oh, on. Oh, thanks. Definitely thanks for having me. The Noah episode ASAP because it's great too. Go tell your moms, thank you for feeding me. <laughs> thank you. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, like go say thanks to your mom for raising you. It's hard work. Oh, Being a oh. mom is hard work. Go thank yeah, them. I will. I will thank my mother. She listens to every episode. So she'll like. Oh, see, so, nice Jewish boys. All I do is see, like, like you know, raised raised by a good mom. <laughs> well, Moses will be too. Who didn't have yeah? Like, it's hope he doesn't become a comic. Here's <laughs> to hoping. Well, yeah, Aster, we want to thank you so much, Sarah. This was awesome, and we'd love to have you. Maybe we should have you and Noah on together. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, for the next time, for sure. He keeps me in line. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Aster.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We hope you guys loved that interview with Esther Steinberg so much better than her husband, Noah. No, we're just kidding. We love Noah just as equally. But um, it was great to hear her side and just like just like the different comedies and the different like styles they both have. And it's cool that they have each other to bounce off of. And uh, we're thankful that she came on. And hopefully next time we'll, we'll have them on together. Yeah, Esther definitely fucked with us a lot, though. I, she she kept doing the sarcasm thing, and, and I there were some times where I just really didn't uh, sense the sarcasm, so uh, kudos to her for, for getting me there a couple times. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, even before the recording, she was, like, fucking with me, like, saying that. Well, I guess I told her I was in my mom's room, and she was like, oh, my, I'm in my garage. Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. No, she was awesome, so I, I, I hope you guys really enjoyed her, and go check out her stand-up. Yeah, definitely go check out her stand up. And uh, yeah, she was hilarious. I thought I was sarcastic, bro. Like I did not know what was going on half the time. Like she was fucking with us so hard, but that's great. Like that's what we want, especially from a comedian standpoint. But uh, but yeah, it was so fun. And I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Like we say every week, our favorite CBD products. I use them literally every day. My favorite are the Happy Gummies right here. You can see I'm almost actually out. I do need a refill, so I'll be ordering my Happy Gummies using the code LAKE10, L-A-T-K-E-10, at MindsetWellness.com, and you can find them on Instagram, at MindsetWellnessCBD, and we love their stuff, so go get their stuff and use our code, LAKE10, L-A-T-K-E-10. Um, I think it's going to wrap it up for this episode. Cap, you any final thoughts? Final thoughts, I will be flying out to closer to your side of the neck of the woods, uh, Syracuse, for a wedding. Shout out to Allie and Austin. Um, Austin, actually, big-time listener of the locker room. Love the guy, and uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, so I'll definitely keep you posted, and I'll take lots of pics. Shout out to Allie and Austin. Congratulations, Mazel Tov. Uh, we love you all, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. You sleep near every single Saturday gets slower in this combine with a little love. I think there's good things coming your way. And I think there's a lot of angels giving you pray. I hope you learn to breathe. I hope you find your peace. Have everything you need around you. I hope you swift to love. Take each day as it comes Let everything you want surround you